What you gonna do when one, one broken, broken cog, cog runs wild on you? Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast back with another episode that aims to inspire you to hopefully take action. And uh, speaking of inspiration, my guest today has that in droves. And who am I referring to? None other than Mr. Dominique Brightman. Now, some background on Dominique. He's a certified coach and speaker of the John Maxwell team. He's also an active member of Toastmasters, which I'm, of course, a big proponent of. Uh, And he was the youngest area director in Region 7 at the age of 23 under his leadership, Dominique's area became distinguished for the 2015 and 2016 year, which was an awesome year. I wish we can go back and mirror that year, those years. Now, thanks to his love for reading, Dom published his book titled Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. The follow-up best-selling book titled Stay the Course, The Elite Performer, Seven Secret Keys to Sustainable Success, and contributing author for the upcoming book, Crappy to Happy, Sacred Stories of Transformational Joy and Fall of 2020, I'm sure. People are in much need of that book. Trust me, I know I am. Now, as the host of the Going North podcast, he interviews authors around the world to help listeners become inspired to one day publish books of their own and keep overcoming the daily obstacles we all have to face. Now, because of the podcast and the success that it's had, Dom was listed as one of the top 10 self-help podcasters in the world alongside Brendan Bouchard, Gretchen Rubin, Lewis Howes, and Stephen Olsher. Dominique, great to have you on the show. Welcome to the One Broken Cock Podcast. Woohoo! Appreciate you for having me on, Brian. You the man. Hopefully, we can get these cogs back in the machines where they belong, so they can be shiny again. Hey, I'm telling you, that's why I reached out. I said, "Man, this man, Dominique, he's got it going on. He knows exactly what needs to be fixed and how to fix it." And that's what we're all about here. And today, I know we're going to be talking about the seven E's of leadership. Such a fantastic topic. We have a lot of people saying, "Hey, you know, I've hired managers, but they're just that. They're managers. They're not leaders." And we have a lot of churn. We're underperforming. We really need to identify leaders. Can they be made or do we look at for certain traits? And then, of course, if we have time, we'll fit in the five keys to elite performance. I think those two subjects goes hand in hand, right? Uh, right, not left. Fantastic. I love it. Now, Dominique, may we kick it off with the seven E's of leadership? I don't know if they're in any particular order, but I'll, I'll kick it over to you for the first E. Sure thing. So the first E, this can go multiple ways. Examination. Examination is E number one. And you, you yes, care to expand on examination. Is that self-examination? Is examining your, your team? What do you mean by examination? Sure thing. I, it's usually self-examination, but in this case, it's both. And you mentioned a great point about managers not being leaders because that's the one thing I feel like folks just see as the Next great opportunity is like, hey, you're working at McDonald's as a teenager and you have an opportunity to become manager. And if you take that opportunity, you get in that job and you're like the, the oldest teenager in a group of teenagers leading uh, McDonald's or possibly even getting your first manager position and reading no books on leadership and having no good examples. Like it's really a lack of self-examination. And that's a reason why examination is the first E because we all have to examine ourselves first and see if we can really take on that opportunity. And I'm so glad you mentioned the Toastmaster experience and I'm glad you're a big proponent of it because before I joined Toastmaster, I thought I was going to be managing a library, be a middle manager at a library. That was a goal at the time. And Toastmasters gave me the leadership laboratory to really go in deep and realize, you know what? I can be a manager, but I don't want to be a manager because 
that, and that's probably the biggest problem we have all across the board, not just the country, but the whole world. It's like the, you see the bigger paid check and possibly any perks that may come with it. But truth be told, if you're a manager by title, which is the first level of leadership, then really you just have the title alone. And people may follow titles if you're at a pay, if it's a paid position, but really what you do after that are going to be developing people. Are you encouraging your people? Are you always giving them wisdom and knowledge from your experience that'll help them and their experience to grow and really examine that piece? And I feel like every person who wants to be a manager or to be a leader at a high level should go to a volunteer organization and get that experience of leading others because Toastmaster gave them the opportunity. I was a vice president of education and also an area director the same year and really managing different personalities, especially since the average Toastmaster is 35 plus years old. And I came in like 22 years old, eventually 23, and really just learning from different personalities and how to really deal with people. And after it's all said and done, after the two years of those two positions, and then even succeeding those positions to the next level, I realized like, you know what? I can do this job. I can encourage people. I can inspire people. I have a good memory to see how people tick. I've learned how certain people tick. Like some folks may try to cause trouble. Some are high performers, kind of like the whole 80-20 or how uh, Larry Winger calls it the 20-20-60 where the top 20%, you don't have to manage or lead them at all. And then the next 20%, they need a little more coddling. And then the other bottom 60% where they may need extra support more than the 20% or heck even probably need a metaphorical giant club to really get them going. And just really that experience taught me like, you know what, I can do this job, but it's not the job that I desire because really having to be on all the time and feeling like you're the go-to person. And that's another thing too about 2020, the gift that came out of the curse of this year is the fact that a lot of people are saying that I don't know for the first time because no one truly knows this virus hit everybody. And folks are like, you know what? I give up. I'm not going to say I know this. I know that. I just don't know. But let's learn all we can and keep going. And that's why examination is the first piece. Examining yourself and examining those around you to see how you can lead best. I love that. Yeah, I know you're right. The, the 2020 has really forced us to come together and kind of collaborate and figure it out together. And, uh, you know, I love Toastmasters and it, it really teaches you to get out of your comfort zone and, and to really become a little bit tougher. And I love the fact that everybody gives real constructive criticism, you know, and they really guide you. To, and I'm, it's amazing that you mentioned the fact that uh, average is 35 and up. You wonder why that is either. Maybe they haven't heard about it or maybe it's just something that uh, they finally feel like they need to do. But no, I completely agree. And you wonder why, going back to the management, like you mentioned, why there's not a lot of more mentorship programs. You know, people, like you said, they get thrust into a management role. They don't have experience. So they don't self-examine. They don't read those books about leadership, but they really don't have anybody guiding them, taking them under their wing, and to mold them and shape them into a leader, right? It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. So, Dominique, fantastic. So examination number one. What about number two? Number two is education. And that kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier about reading the books before really taking a management position because really like leadership and learning ahead of time, we, we, we all lead at various levels, whether it's a low level, like in, 
like with our friends and family and at a higher level with those in our place of employment and some even bigger like government officials, depending on the situation and the location. And education is the major piece because back in 2013, that was a year of rebirth where I became a voracious reader and started reading at least 50 plus books a year and trying to apply at least one thing minimum from every book that I've read and sometimes even fortifying things that I've learned through practice and just reflection. So education is E number two because the classic saying that leaders are readers is true. And that's not just with books. Leaders read the room. Leaders read emotion. And that kind of ties in with emotional intelligence. And that even a seek, one of my secret keys for elite performance is really mental awareness. And emotional intelligence is under that because it's great to read books, articles, and things that will educate you make you better. But also reading emotions and making sure you take the time out to listen to people and see where they're coming from, because that's also another form of education where you're learning from other people of what to do and what not to do. Kind of like with the whole new management position, especially if you're young, like make sure your listening time supersedes your talking time, because the more you listen, the more you learn. Because I, one of the things that I picked up through Toastmasters was learning that, all right, so I'm I'm already the youngest guy in the room right now, except for the occasional guest who's a high school student or they're coming in with their mom or dad or whatever. And the best way to really get my leadership skills up to high lows by listening to other people, listening to those who came before me. It's like, hey, how was this job before I got here? Or even trying to contact the person who had the job before you. Or even walking slowly through the crowd and walking around and learning from your staff and your colleagues like, hey, get the temperature of the room like, hey, how, how was it before I got here? What really stuck out to you? What would you like to see change? And really questioning those around you. And that's really why education is number two. That takes the examination piece to the next level because you're fortifying and equipping yourself to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think great leaders have a real hunger and passion for learning. And like you say, applying it, right? It, it, I mean, if we don't, if we learn something, we have to put it into action. You know, knowledge without action is, is fruitless. You know, I agree 100%, Dominique. You don't want to rest on your laurels. I think the best leaders in the world are always looking to one-up themselves. And they're looking at that before. How do I improve each day, grow daily? And, you know, never being complacent, always being hungry. It's, it's such an important part of being a leader. Uh, and, of course, that does inspire others. And you're right. Going in and reading the room and knowing how to read people, finding, like you say, finding the smartest person in the room, really going over there, asking questions, listening. And that also builds rapport. Right. It also it's it's a great thing. You you learn valuable intel, but you also uh, gain a lot of rapport and you establish relationships that way. All right. So education number two. What about number three? Number three will be execution. Execution. Make sure you start right now because leaders are those who not only read but also take action. Because the action can sometimes be the action of taking a few minutes to really. Be still and really examine the situation of what you, what's going on. Like with example, with the club meeting, we were coming down to a situation where we met in the church at the time in one of the classrooms and they got a new pastor and we had to negotiate with that pastor. To let him know, it was like, hey, uh, so can we like keep the same fee that we have or possibly get like a permanent location from the Girl Scouts? Because we also shared one of the rooms of the Girl Scouts when it was Girl Scout season. And it's like, all right, you're not going to kick out the Girl Scouts. They got great tasting cookies and they're little girls. <laughs> they're trying to learn something, be entrepreneurs and everything. And 
we just had to negotiate with them to keep the grandfather price because they're trying to raise our room rate when the thing was with it the thing was the room was hot it, it was extremely hot i don't want to really say hot as hell because it but it was pretty darn close because the air condition you had to really show up an hour early to turn it on to get it to kick a bit because if you didn't the air condition would probably kick in after the meeting was over and a good 90 minutes so really taking a real temperature and taking action of negotiating and getting feedback from those rooms like oh man it's so hot in this room and it's so cramped and everything and really had to really move to another room that was a little bigger and even though that one didn't have air condition we still were able to negotiate that and then eventually move on to a bigger location at a community college where the room is air conditioned, well lit, plenty of room, plenty of space. We're not hopping over one another. We're not kicking each other to get out the seat. We actually have elbow room. And that really comes to leadership by really examining yourself in the situation. Like, all right, our current meeting location, we have a room. That's good. Oh crap. They're trying to kick us out. All right. Let's uh, try to learn and see what's happening. All right. We learn what's happened. All right. Okay. And we, we know that they have a new person. They know they're trying to keep up the fees from there in, but we're also longtime renters of this place. Like, can we get a discount? And we did get a discount, but we saw a better opportunity ahead of time and just shared the pros and the cons with the group. And then the folks noticed that the pros outweighed the cons, even though we increased the dues a bit and we made that investment. And the folks loved the new location. We had that for a good year before COVID hit. So examination, you got to really, not examination, execution. So after you examine, just execute and take action because that's one of the worst things ever. Like really, like money loves speed and also you have to be fast in certain decisions as well because as you're really getting with people, people are going to be noticing and you have to really always raise the bar in yourself and take notice of what's going on around you and act accordingly. Definitely, definitely. So execution. Uh, and what about number four? Number four is energy. You got to be energetic. You really have to make sure that you yourself as a leader is always energized because back, I'd say around a few years ago, it was about, about three years ago now, four, when that new level of Toastmasters leadership where I went from overseeing five clubs to a good 17 clubs out in the Northern Maryland area on top of being a full-time employee and just starting my side also as a leadership trainer and a author, I wasn't taking care of myself and leaders have to take care of themselves first. You can't pour from an empty cup and people can't draw water from an empty well. So for those leaders out there, and I mentioned that leaders are readers, in addition to my books, pick up another book called Leading on Empty by Wayne Caderio, Leading on Empty. And that's one book I wish I would have got my hands on years ago because he talked about the author himself, talked about how he struggled and collapsed on stage when he was preaching. And that moment similar happened to me because I was short of people on the day job. I was getting zero to two hours of sleep every night. I was taking care of my dying father on top of that. And I wasn't staying hydrated either as a result. So being dehydrated, being tired, thinking you're still nice and charming with people when all reality is not that true. So Rick, making sure that you, your tank is full, getting enough sleep, getting enough water, making sure you have people that you can vent to because a lot of folks like to say the leadership is lonely and sometimes it can feel that way, but that's only if you don't have mentors or those that you can really go to and vent to because someone's got to take care of your issues while you're taking care of someone else's issues as a leader. 
And servant leadership is really one of the best things you can do for people. And being a manager in a way, even though you're focusing on processes, is a higher level of leadership because really you're serving other people with different goals. Like some may want to be promoted, some want to just keep their job. And you yourself have to stay energized. So energy is number four. Definitely. Definitely. I agree. Uh, now, number five. There's got to be a good one here. Number five is encouragement. So it kind of ties in earlier with someone having to hear your issues and take care of them. Well, you have to stay encouraged. And the great folks who get themselves up every morning, they have their metaphorical miracle morning. Well, you have to really encourage yourself to really be the best you can be. Every morning when I wake up, I give myself a good five minutes of silence minimum to be within myself. That way I can give myself time before trying to take over the world, metaphorically speaking, if I had my buddy Pinky along with my magical brain here. And not only encouraging myself, but also encouraging other people. Because one of the one of my favorite encouraging moments was a year after I was president of a club and was coming off of that somewhat of a high from that volunteer quicksand, <laughs> as I like to call it. I was basically the in, in immediate past president and switched over to the PR role because a lot of folks weren't willing to volunteer. And that was a rebuild year that I was in charge of building our membership back up. And a couple of ladies were talking and they asked for my opinion and I gave my opinion and then they just ignored it. And I was like, all right, well, one day you'll be thankful for, <laughs> and you're going to miss me for, for this. Cause it's like, if, if you're going to ask for my wisdom and I share it, you don't listen to what the heck is the point. And one of the, my other fellow Toastmasters, she shot me a text that evening. It's like, Hey Dom, I enjoy all you contribute to our meetings and always enjoy your smile and your pleasant, positive attitude. And just want to thank you for that. And she was, and she saw the situation. She heard it. And, and she actually shot me that text of encouragement. And like one good person seeing something good in you helps you to run for a lifetime because like a kind word can really help someone keep going. Like, especially during this year of 2020 where suicide is probably at its highest, if COVID hasn't taken people out, among other things, like people need someone to vent to. Someone needs that word of encouragement, like a smile over the Zoom meeting and heck, even making sure your tonality is great over the phone because that kindness, they can feel and hear your smile through the phone and way you're communicating. So encouragement is E number five. It's a good one. It's very, very important. You know, we, you never know where somebody's at in, you know, in their daily life or, you know, at that time, and they could really need it. It can be a, a, a big difference maker for sure. Uh, that leads us to number six. Uh, number six to make the six pack abs appear. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> After this year, you're going to be grilling eggs on your abs of leadership, baby. That's right. I was about to say what you mean. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. if it'll be that good. Well, you know what? Maybe it is that good. E number six is excellence. Excellence is E number six because a lot of folks nowadays are starting to realize that progress is better than perfection. And excellence today will mean something different tomorrow because today's excellence won't be tomorrow's excellence. Like a few years ago when I became a distinguished leader, got that award for my area, that was all because of teamwork and just letting the top 20 handle what they do best and get out of the way and let them do what they can and do it best as opposed to today like funny enough last year 
I went back to the same area and helped out the same area. And they had an additional club in the area. And I was helping out a buddy of mine. He was like, Hey, dumb. Like, I'm, I'm going to be division director. I need a buddy. It's like, you've, you've done area director before. Can you do it again? Since I probably ain't going to have anyone else willing to take it. I'm like, ah, sure. I've done it before. This will be easy. And the results were not the same because I was in a, I'm in a different place and I was probably more busy in different areas of my life as opposed to before. And it was a different dom of 2019 as opposed to the dom of 2015. The dom of 2015 was a little wet behind the ears, gung-ho, and the eager beaver ready to take charge and really learn as opposed to the 2019 dom where he's got a couple wins under his belt and he's a little more cocky and a little more busy in other areas of life building his business even more and doing some more promotion and has more responsibilities. So the two different versions of myself, that goes back to the beginning phrase of yesterday's excellence not being today's excellence. Excellence isn't perfection. Excellence is making sure you give the best quality of yourself possible. And I wasn't at my high level of excellence. And that story was a point of just to the listeners here, like, hey, today's excellence is going to be different. Tomorrow's excellence is going to be different. There may be times where you're known for a standard of excellence and you can't say yes to everything unthinkingly. And the heck, that even ties in with the former E of energy. Like if you say yes to everything, you're saying no to something else that'll leave you drained and ready to say no to everybody out of regrets down the line. So excellence is E number six, making sure that you give your highest quality that you can give and making sure you delegate it to someone else who may be more capable than you as well to keep that in mind. Awesome. So that leads us to last but not least, magic number seven. Ah, yeah. Magic seven. That's right. A four-leaf clover and a four-leaf clover with a missing leaf. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. E number seven is explosive growth. Explosive growth. When the other six happen, this is hap- This is what's going to manifest explosive growth. And explosive growth is when you're so good at something that other people want to emulate and model what you do. Because a couple of years ago when I published my first book, Going North, I didn't realize what was going to come of it. And when a lot of folks in the 30s, 40s, 50s, and even older see some 20-year-old kid in his early 20s publishing a book and speaking and promoting himself, you're probably like, hell, why not me? And they want to do it too. And five other people became published authors because they saw me in action. And that doesn't make me the hero. It makes them the heroes because they just had to see someone's action be the inspiration for them to take action and manifest it for themselves because some people heck a lot of people every day i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of people every day saying it's like hey i can write a book i'm gonna write a book i got the next bestseller right here and they may not take any action towards it they may not move the needle at all but to my knowledge at least five people in my network that i know of today moved the needle in their lives and created their own version of success and that can be a question for every needle, uh, every leader, is what can I do today to move the needle in my life and move the needle for someone else in their life? Because leadership, even though self-leadership is my area of expertise, that's where it all starts at the core. What comes out of the core, what radiates out of the core, is what others are going to catch. 
because leadership is called more than it's taught. You can teach leadership all day, but people are going to catch a good 10% of it depending on how much they pay attention and they're going to act on that and whatever works for them, that's going to stick. So living your life as an example, the best that you can and moving the needle for your life, but more importantly, being that model that others want to emulate and have explosive growth in their life so they can move the needle in their lives too, and eventually move the needles in other people's lives together. It's wonderful. Great way to round out the list. Now, what do you think, Dom, as far as leadership today, leadership quality today, what's the number one trait that's lacking in our leaders today, do you think? If you could pin it down to one of those. I'd have to say the first one, examination, and to take it even deeper is the art of listening. Because I was part of a wonderful conversation with a guy, uh, Daniel Levin, and he has this project called 50 Conversations with 50 Strangers. And now it's probably like, 150 conversations plus with 50 plus strangers because a lot of people want to be heard. But if you go on social media in certain parts of the social media, if you don't curate your feed properly, you'll see a lot of negativity. People just getting in shouting match with people and going with name calling without actually looking at things from an objective point of view and seeing things how they actually are, as opposed to focusing on, hey, how can I piss off someone today? Hey, I want to be right. When at the end of the day, people just want to be heard. So let's say listening is the main thing that's lacking in leadership today. Instead of getting in shouting matches, let's get into listening meetings. Love it. It's great advice. So I, we only have a little bit of time left and I, don't, I want to give total respect and credit to this five keys to elite performance. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll keep it at a high level and it'll just be kind of a commercial for people to reach out to you, obviously pick up the book as well. Um, so yeah, why don't we just knock out the five keys to elite level performance? Sure thing. So the magic thumb gets to appear here with all five points. So mental awareness, that's Key number one, mental awareness. Key number two is I influence awareness. Key number three is time awareness. Key number four, connection awareness is E number, not E number four, key number four. (laughs) Now they're all coming together. And (laughs) key number five is habit awareness. So mental awareness, influence awareness, time awareness, connection awareness, and habit awareness. Mental awareness, having your mindset right. Influence awareness, having a metaphorical Wi-Fi signal up to attract wonderful people in your life to influence you for the better. Time awareness, being aware of your time that you have and using it to the best of your ability and making sure that your attention is directed to where your time goes. And then C, connection awareness, being connected with people that will grow you and help you raise the bar on yourself at all times. And H is habit awareness, kind of like with the energy piece making sure that you're staying hydrated so that way you can stave off fatigue and possibly dementia if you're a little older listening to this because that's one of the main causes for folks that have dementia is dehydration. So if you stay hydrated throughout the day and keep your body liquidated with a bunch of liquid like it should since it's mostly water, you'll be on the up and up. So that's a quick little rundown of the five keys to elite performance. I love it. It's awesome. It kind of piques the interest. People want more. So the key theme is awareness, being aware. Are you a sports fan, Dom? Uh, a little bit. Pro wrestling and football remain stays little martial arts and UFC every now and then, too. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of UFC, big fan of basketball, pro wrestling as well. 
But uh, yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day about, you know, it was a UFC fight. It was Daniel Cormier against Stipe Miocic, right? And it was that second fight. I don't know if you saw that trilogy. It was amazing. It was for the heavyweight championship. But in that fight, Stipe Miocic, who was the challenger because he lost the title to Cormier in the first one, and he was getting lit up. I mean, he was just getting annihilated, and he, you know, his face looked like he he'd been through the the ringer. He comes out in the fourth round. He made one small adjustment. He went to Cormier's body, and all of a sudden, it started paying off. And at the end of that fourth round, he had won the fight and become the world champion. It's that small adjustment, right? It's it's that listening to your coach, even though he he was a former world champion, he's a number one contender. He looks to his corner, his coach, his leaders. Cause they see something he doesn't, you know, he's in the thick of it and he's going on instinct. And sometimes, you know, we have game plans when we get punched in the face and the game plan goes out the window, we panic and we, we revert back to our bad habits. But you know, we have that mentor, we have that leader in our life that really guides us back, you know, iron sharpens iron for sure. But it's also just like sports. I don't know if you've been following the NBA, but you know, you have LeBron James and Kyrie Irving for a minute. They were the, they were the champions. They beat the unbeatable. They beat the golden state warriors, you know, next then the next year they had a tough, tough run at it uh, warrior stack the deck but Kyrie Irving said listen I want to go out on my own I'm tired of being in the shadow of LeBron James and he went to Boston and it was a horrible year you know they really didn't do much <laughs> yep <laughs> you know he leaves well think about this he goes and Kemba Walker comes in right and look at Boston they just they're in the Eastern Conference Finals right now farther than they've been in a long long time and you talk to the team which hasn't changed much the core base of the team and it's man, we absolutely love Kemba. He is our guy. He is our leader. And, you know, Kyrie just couldn't pull it off. He couldn't lead. You know, he didn't have that leadership quality. And, you know, like LeBron James has that leadership quality. A lot of great athletes, you know, have that leadership quality. But, yeah, no, as you can tell, I'm a big sports fan. I love finding, you know, business, you know, analogies and similarities in in leadership and business to sports. So it's just one of those things. Heck, yeah, it's a good thing, too. So, Dom, last question, very last question. You are on a deserted island, or maybe you're on a tropical island for the rest of your life. You can only bring one book, one movie, and one album. What are they? Wow. So, one book, one movie, one album. Okay. All right. So, the movie. Hmm. My goodness. Wow. That was, wow. Well, the, well, the book is easy. I'll probably have to go with the... I'll probably go with Charles Stanley's Life Principles version of the Bible because in addition, yeah, yeah, Charles Stanley, yeah, I, I, I was kind of late to the game with him, but when I picked up his Bible, I bought it like a year ago and I started going through it because I got like a bunch of Bibles to go through and that one in particular, my goodness, that, that's the book. So that one's the easy one. Let's see. Now for the movie and the album. For the album, man, I'll have to say... You know what? You know what, Fudge? I'll make Rush Hour 2 the movie. Okay. Yeah, that'll probably be a go-to movie because it's funny. It's a freaking entertaining. And if I'm on a deserted, or a deserted island and I'm like, you know what, Fudge? Because uh, <laughs> I enjoy Chris Tucker, Jack and Chad. Good, good dudes. And it's a <laughs> classic at this point. Album, I'll have to say. My goodness, that's a hard one. Let's see. Because it's a, it's a select few, too. My goodness. I'll probably say... I'll probably go with I'll probably go with Lupe Fiasco's first ever album, Kick Push. Like okay. Food and Liquor. Yeah, because um the whole hip hop thing has a song called Real. It has this high level bounce and there's some more 
chill joints as well with the whole jazz R&B vibe. There so it's go. a nice, nice little mix. So I'll probably go with that. Yeah, well-rounded. I love it. You know, it's funny, Charles Stanley, I remember as a kid flipping past, flipping past, you know, you just flip past it. And then years later as an adult, I can't stop watching it on YouTube and where he's just amazing speaker, great knowledge. Dom, listen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining. Awesome information. How can people get a hold of you, get a copy of the book? I know your new one's dropping this fall. How can, how can people pick up the books you currently have and how can they reach out and get in touch with you? Oh, my pleasure. Glad, glad to be connected with you, Brian. And thanks again for having me on the show, man. For those listening, head over to DomBrightman.com, DomBrightman.com. My books are there. The bio's there. And of course, the Going North podcast is there where a bunch of wonderful authors sharing their knowledge is there. If you're running episodes deep, you'll get knowledge there. And there's a free gift too. So a pop-up box will appear when you get to the site. Leave your name and your email and you get a free gift from me. The 21 Lessons Learned from Two Plus Years of podcasting a free ebook along with everything else that's dom on that wonderful site so check it out like a library book beautiful dom listen it's been amazing have an awesome rest of the week you know we made it halfway right we're almost there enjoy and uh yeah would love to uh, to keep in touch Woo-hoo! and that's the bottom line because john and brian said so Thank you for spending time with us today. We encourage you to join the many businesses that we have helped to achieve their objectives, align their departments, and increase their revenue. You can start by reaching out to us at results at onebrokencog.com. Together, we will make small adjustments that will lead to major impacts to your business, your culture, and your bottom line.